This week's episode is brought to you by the return of Dr. Rex Ravenwood, Kung Fu Detective. Season 2 premiere, streaming this week exclusively on Burpee. Return to Ravenwood Manor as the pieces fall into place following last season's dramatic finale. Dr. Rex Ravenwood, Kung Fu Detective, is yanked back into action after a string of familiar crimes rocks Corvus City to the core. Joining him will be all your favorite characters from last season. We've got City Medical Examiner Dr. Christine Chang, hard-drinking CCPD Detective Clert Sorghum, Romelda the Sassy Housekeeper, that cantankerous old grab-ass Uncle Cruster, <laughs> the Blorm Twins, Horm and Gorm Blorm, and of course, Dr. Ravenwood's trusty purebred Arabian Stallion, Black Kevin. We'll all be along to help our hero once again, along with some new faces and exciting guest stars, like real-life set plumber Steve Theobaldi. The string of occult murders that Dr. Ravenwood and the gang traced back to a traveling international cultural dance troupe have seemingly resumed, but with the dance troupe's leaders presumed dead or behind bars after the climactic rooftop showdown last season, who could be steering their nefarious machinations? Corvus City's preeminent kung fu detective and medical doctor is back on the case, as it appears the job he started last season wasn't quite finished. Catch new episodes every Sunday, streaming exclusively on the Burpee app. Burpee is your one-stop shop for quality original programming and all your syndicated favorites. Not already a member? Join now and receive your first 30 days free. No ads, no hoops to jump through, just high-quality Burpee programming for free. Enter code LEFTUNRED at checkout to receive an added 5% discount to ad-free Burpee service for the next year. It really is a steal. And remember to catch new episodes of Dr. Rex Ravenwood, Kung Fu Detective, Sundays on Burpee. Season two, yeah, I've watched season one dozens of times. Yeah, dude, um, it was good. Yeah, Rex Ravenwood, yeah, Kung Fu Detective, yeah, yeah. It's, My favorite thing is how he had, um, he always has ninja stars in his pocket. Yeah, you know, like when you think they, when they think they've got him because they got his nunchucks. Yeah, and they're like, we got you now. Nope. Yeah, you know how Columbo always walks out of the room, then he comes back, he says, oh yeah, but wait, there's one more thing. Yeah, Rex Ravenwood, yeah, he'll walk out of the room, but then also... He, he go, what he does is he goes, let me... Oh, actually, let me give you my card. And he yeah. reaches into his pocket, and it's a ninja star. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's above the law. That's his whole thing. Yeah. 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 He's like... The law, um, the law is his child, yeah. He's a lot like Steven Seagal. Like, 
He's a lot like Steven Seagal. In a lot of ways, he's very much like Steven Seagal. He's in that he's just be- he's just believably badass. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, and punches that's what I think. super. A lot, of, like, a lot of action shows, and especially like martial arts shows, it's like yeah. okay. I mean, that looks cool, but I just don't. I don't feel like that's real. But much yeah. like um, real life person Steven Seagal. Yeah, I always when Rex Ravenwood throws a punch, for example, I always feel yeah. like he's. Yeah. Yes. The the thing that I really like about Steven Seagal is that he punches so fucking cool. Yeah. And like believable. <laughs> yeah. He's got. Dude, it's he's so got motherfucking hell, believable. How he's he got punches. a hell of a punch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, nope. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, you have the promo code there, and go yep. get on Burpee. It's the best. It's the yeah. best. I use Burpee. No. I deleted yeah, everything Burpees. else. I deleted no. Netflix. I deleted Amazon Prime. I kept yeah. Crunchyroll because I need to watch my Neon Genesis Evangelion, but yeah, um, <laughs> like obviously, but everything else is gone. Yeah, Burpee belching out the hits. Yeah, out only on Burpee. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, join Burpee. It's a gas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, let's see. We have um some listener stories from from a long time listener she's she's a day one listener and okay. i can't remember which episode we we talked about it in um maybe it was episode 97 i think or maybe 99 when we were talking about um uh weird shit being brought through uh customs oh in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. The airport all the airport stories yeah, the giraffe so, the giraffe uh the giraffe poop yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. the woman trying to make the poop necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I told a lot of people about that. Yeah, that's such a great story. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so fucking cool, dude. Uh, but so she she sent me some stories because she works um, she works for uh, she works with the government where you know they they give out uh, permits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know they, they they get they she deals with like permits to like bring stuff into the country yeah and all that um and so she's got some she's got some great stories <clears throat> uh, let me see here yeah so she gets reports of all uh so much weird stuff the field ops people find when people are able to get by the permit process and smuggle their stuff in mm-hmm. she says uh, uh there's a lot of obscure meats so people try to claim all types <laughs> of weird meats cool hell yeah <laughs> yeah like and what? uh and and animal blood that uh apparently people are quite coy to uh to discuss where they got the blood from oh my goodness animal <laughs> blood what are they using that uh, for yeah I, I have no idea. Uh, she said uh, she got to visit an inspection station mm-hmm. in a, a major American city, and they found peyote just coming in all casual oh. in a DHL box. So, yeah, somebody was just trying to get in, like, <clears throat> mad peyote. Just, like, ship it. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't you just, like, grow peyote? Isn't it a cactus? I think it I think it comes from a cactus, yeah. I think you can, like, but you have, you to, have process to, like, it. extract it from the cactus. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Gotcha. Um... But uh, she said, let's see, um, there was one person that tried to get 130 pounds of bird blood. <laughs> 130 pounds. Oh, my God. I mean, how much bird blood, blood can one bird have? I, I mean, and what's that coming in for? Like voodoo? Like what are people getting? Like what do they want? The... Is there some sort of closet brujeria going on with right, this bird dude. blood? <laughs> like, 
Jeez like, Louise. Uh, what was yeah. who was the who was the rapper? Who, yeah, I was about uh, to say Azealia Banks. Azealia Banks. Yeah, who, she like, had like yeah. a, a brujeria room where she would like slaughter chickens. Yeah, she the, was just the, like cleaning the chicken like gizzards and shit out of it one day and put it on her Instagram story. She also had uh, the all time most shocking uh, uh, Instagram post I've ever seen. Yeah. It was a story and one of the most shocking videos I've ever seen on the internet. And I, I used to go to Rotten.com when I was younger. Oh, I was going to ask if you were a Rotten.com kid. You seem yeah. like one. Yeah, no no, no doubt. But uh, like it how was you can her... just like stonewall the worst shit ever because it's like when you were... <laughs> 10 you were just yeah mainlining beheadings yeah i saw like a video of like somebody eating a human leg yeah nice, you know what nice. i mean uh or you know helicopter blade haircuts you know um but <laughs> but um so uh azealia banks and she deleted the story fairly yeah. quickly but i think i, know what I mean that shit about. that shit stays um where she dug up her like dead cat that had been dead for like three months yeah. in her backyard and she's just like freestyle rapping while digging it up and then brings it into her house and this thing is heavily rotten yeah yeah and it's a, it's a months old buried cat three months old yeah and uh she fucking cooks it in, she was like, trying to boil it so that she yeah could get she the bones. like cooks it in a giant pot in her house and she's like keep freestyling the whole time and she's stirring and like you can see the fucking head with the maggots and shit staring there and like I just can't even imagine ever being able to get that smell out of the walls of that house. Like you know yeah, what no, I that mean? That house probably had to be completely gutted and condemned when she yeah. moved out. If she moved out. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. But um, yeah, and she's just sitting there stirring this giant pot of dead rotten cat and like even for me that was shocking. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, by all accounts, that wasn't like a publicity stunt. That was that was yeah real. no, yeah that was real. And then yeah, she deleted it pretty quickly. But yeah, yeah then the video of her cleaning out her brujeria closet was some really shocking stuff on her yeah. social media. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so back to the uh, the claimed the things tried to get through customs. Mm -hmm. Um. This listener also said someone was on a scooter with smuggled beef skin, and when the smuggling officers approached him, he ditched the scooter and ran. And wouldn't give up the info on his beef skin connect. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, we've got people sneaking plant seeds in by taking erasers off of pencils and hiding some seeds in there before popping the eraser back on. God so, damn. So don't, uh, that's probably a one on method. Ugh. If you're trying to sneak things onto a plane, don't put it underneath plant seeds. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, don't put it underneath erasers on, uh, on pencils. Uh, and then there was recently a uh, request to bring in fly poop. So, fly poop, huh? Yeah. I, how do you harvest that? I feel like it's got to be so small. So small. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get? You must have to have like a like a fly poop collection operation set yeah. up where like you, like you keep you keep colonies flies. of flies. Yeah. Like an apiarist with bees. Yeah. I don't even know what fly poop looks like. I would imagine it's just a small spot, a small speck. Yeah, you probably need to need a magnifying glass to see it. You know what I'm saying? Fly poop. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, it's just little, just a little speck. Little. Nice. All right, cool. Just a speck. Anyway, yeah. So if uh, if you, our listeners out there have any more fun stories of strange things being brought into the country, mm -hmm. hit us up. Yeah, let us know. We'll put we'll put them on the show. Um. Yeah, so what else? So what do we want to talk about yeah. today? 
Well, <clears throat> uh, I've got a pack of stories uh, with our old friend of the pod, Vladimir Zelensky, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, Ukraine, yeah. uh, front and center, and that because uh, things are things are not looking so great on the uh, Ukraine front right now. Yeah. Um, which uh, I mean, I and the reason I want to talk about this is not really uh, like make fun of <laughs> the situation or anything, but rather just to uh, show like you know this is. Um, I feel like if you studied uh, American history at all since, you know, World War II, and mm-hmm. uh, especially, like, recent history, maybe with people like Manuel Noriega and uh, uh, Colonel Gaddafi and Saddam Hussein and all that, you, mm-hmm. you know, maybe could have seen that this is another in a, a long line of us uh, propping people up in order to just, I mean, throw them into the waste basket when we're done with them. And that this was never like uh, you know any sort of uh, I think partnership of equals, so to say. Yeah. Um, so uh, I mean things are really not going good for Ukraine right now. I mean they just had like a long summer offensive that um, resulted in like the total reclamation of literally I think like ten square kilometers or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the actual number, but I mean they they took back like maybe like one city or something. And in the end, Russia still controls one-fifth of all of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, you know, they basically have the entire eastern part. Uh, you know, obviously, Crimea was uh, under control before the war, was under Russian control before the war. But, you know, now they have the Donbass as well as, um, like, the regions in the southeast, like, around Zaporizhia and stuff like that, I believe. And uh, this is... Um, you know, I, I want to go back to in March 2022 when Russia controlled a lot less territory. Um, Russia, you know, offered terms for peace. And apparently there was uh, some kind of, uh, you know, tentative agreement between Ukraine and Russia that was nixed by the West. Mm-hmm. Um, that they told them, nope, you're not going to do that and we'll fund you to keep fighting this war. And now a year and a half later, uh, I, really almost two years later, um, after, you know, what, a total of over $100 billion in just American money alone being mm-hmm. given to Ukraine, uh, they've lost significantly more territory. <laughs> and, um, like, I mean, Russia just controls completely, like, uh, the, the entire eastern part of Ukraine. Yeah. And, uh, and now, you know, it seems like the, uh, the tap has run dry uh, here in the West that we uh, aren't really funding them too much anymore. Uh, especially now with you know the breakout of us you know the the ongoing uh, uh, genocide in Gaza with you know uh, the United States just deciding to fund that um, but uh, you know it's uh, it seems quite bleak in Ukraine right now mm-hmm. I mean you've got uh, Pete Buttigieg being the one sent to Ukraine now to talk to Zelensky oh, uh, who is the transportation secretary. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're not even getting Blinken anymore. Obviously, yeah. not getting Biden. They're getting the the loser that they that uh, Biden tossed into the uh, the DOT to take the fucking heat for like the East Palestine Ohio train derailment and shit. Right. You know what I mean? Who's just there to eat shit for the way that transportation and infrastructure isn't working in the U.S. anymore? Um, and he's the guy that's being sent there now. You also have Zelensky asking to visit Israel. Uh, back in October, and basically just being told to fuck off by Israel. I believe what the the words that they used were, it's not the time right now. Um, you've had Zelensky routinely coming out and saying that he's worried that the uh, situation in the Middle East it's is going to detract from from 
it's like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah that this was always where this is going to go. It wasn't. You're not going to get funded forever. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, there's, there's only so much. New, there's going to be and there's some only, new war. Yeah, and uh, despite you know Janet Yellen and whatever saying that uh, you know we can fund multiple proxy wars and all that stuff, like there's only a certain amount of ordinance that can be made. Yeah, and it seems like that's pretty much run out. Like any ordinance right now in the West is like kind of like the United States needs to keep it for its own forces. We can't like, give them everything because then <laughs> what, uh, we won't have it. We won't have the fucking yeah necessary ordinance no. to maintain global hegemony. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's already been, like, like that, like, Lockheed and Raytheon have, like, had trouble, I think, keeping or, or you know, getting, like, certain things made at this point. Because, you know, again, like, you know, it's not just, like, you know, it's not like a paradox game or whatever where right. you can just put that you're going to make more of something. You actually have to have the supplies and the manpower and all that to do it. Um, so, you know, and it seems right now that you're getting diminishing returns because you can keep funding uh, Ukraine. And obviously that's very good money for all these big, beautiful defense contractors who mm -hmm. like that. Oh, we do but love our they, big, beautiful defense contractors. We love them, don't, don't we? we, folks? Yeah, the big guys, really big. Uh, but, <laughs> big buff um, boys. Yeah. But, like, you know, after a while, like, if you can't make stuff or you need to put it somewhere else, uh, yeah, then Ukraine, it really seems like uh, now it's um, uh, the that Zelensky is about to go the way of Gaddafi or mm -hmm. something. Um, you've got a, now, let's see, uh, this came out, this is an NBC News, uh, this is November 3rd. U.S. European officials broached topic of peace negotiations with Ukraine, sources say. Uh, the conversations have included very broad outlines of what Ukraine might need to give up to reach a deal with Russia. And at this point, like, I mean, I don't know. I would say I would find it very difficult that Ukraine could get peace without giving up the Donbass and Crimea at the very least, if not all of the territory currently controlled by Russia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I mean, again, at the very least, it would be the Donbass and Crimea, you have to imagine. But it might even be more, which is, like, a way worse deal than they would have gotten in 2022. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, the whole thing is that Russia could obviously always outlast Ukraine in a war. There's way more people in Russia. They have way, way more powerful military infrastructure, um, like a much larger economy, a mm -hmm. much larger, a like a much larger ability to continue a protracted war. Than Ukraine does, and I mean, the, like getting a deal as early as possible was always the best deal for Ukraine. They were never going to beat Russia, and there's people even in this country that deluded themselves <laughs> into thinking that Ukraine could, which is insane to me. But uh, regardless, it seems as though uh, the U.S. is really pushing, uh, pushing Ukraine right now into um, coming up with some some form of a deal here. To, you know, kind of get out of this proxy war. And that this isn't really going over so well with Zelensky. And there was a really, really fucking damning uh, Time article that just came out. as like a, uh, not really an expose, but like kind of just like a profile on Zelensky. Which again, in 2022, he was Time's Man of the Year. And 2023, the headline is, Nobody believes in our victory like I do. Inside Volodymyr Zelensky's struggle to keep Ukraine in the fight. And it is not a rosy picture of him. It basically portrays him as being completely, like, out of touch with reality, where everybody else in the Ukrainian government is has come to the realization that, yep, we're not going to win this war. And that Zelensky's the only one, and he keeps, 
Like, no matter how much, like, you try to give him a very sober portrayal of troop numbers, which right now the average age of Ukrainian military personnel is 43. <laughs> that is the average age. Uh, there's reports of basically, like, recruitment officers just pulling guys over, out of cars and, like, off of trains and buses and shit and, like, forcibly recruiting them and conscripting them. Um, the Ukraine has started conscripting elderly people, um, people with, you know, like, disabilities or, you know, like, medical conditions that kind of prevent them from, like, you know, being, like, uh, able to, like, really be a soldier or do, like, soldierly yeah. duties and then throwing these people on the front lines. <laughs> just like grabbing dudes off buses and throwing them on the front lines uh, like conscripting elderly men and throwing them on the front lines all this kind of stuff yeah and uh which is generally speaking when you're conscripting the elderly i think that at that point you know it's kind of it's time to time to pack it in time to pack it in <laughs> like yeah. yeah you're not gonna win the war with people and it, it, i think it's really hard to sell age. like uh like uh we'll die to the last man type thing in 2023 like i i yeah. think you know there are i don't know there are just so many factors that play into it that like yeah. and and i'm sure that the people of ukraine are fatigued at this point right yeah. like it's it's tough to be sort of yeah. smashed in between these two opposing forces for this long yeah i mean and just think about like for generations, this is probably going to fuck up Ukraine. Oh, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> like, that damage is done, I think. And I, yeah. I, I think that, you know, uh, down to simple things. Like, I was just thinking when you were talking about, you know, conscripting people off of, off of buses and shit. Like, mm -hmm. the, the death toll among Ukrainian people of a certain age, especially men... Yeah, the population is going to be irrep irreparably damaged yeah. for, for for decades. Yeah, um, <laughs> like yeah, like and, the, yeah. These are like reproductive age men. Yeah, you know, uh, like married age men that apparently have gotten so eviscerated by this that they're pulling in elderly men, yeah. men who are who have lived their lives. Yeah, <laughs> are yeah. being pulled into the conflict. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, and like you know, so so you've got that which they're still not um uh saying official death tolls but um apparently i mean i think it was back in like summer of 2022 that we were already reaching like a hundred thousand dead on both sides um Jesus you know what i mean Christ. i remember seeing that number last year yeah a hundred thousand dead so i can't even imagine i uh, like how many hundreds of thousands are dead at this point well and, uh, at the this rate fucking <laughs> israel's looking to Oh, Trump so so I did. Shit. I did want to make a. For, we're on pace for more than that, just in Palestinian. Oh, there's dead. already. So I did want to make that point. There's already more dead civilians in one month in Gaza than there have been in the entire war yeah. in Ukraine. And I, which so I, I do which at some th point there's a reason that I want to say that too is yeah. that like you know I think uh, a lot of like liberals, maybe even well-meaning liberals, but liberals and especially Democrats and especially this Democratic. Uh, administration was the saying pointing, from the word I thought go, you were going to say like this democratic dick yeah, this democratic, yeah, yeah what no. can I say baby most of me is a communist but this dick votes <laughs> damn baby no, fuck that, dude. <laughs> but no this democratic administration was saying from the word go that this is a genocide 
despite like all reports that Russia was trying to leave corridors for like civilians to get out of cities. Well, yeah, they don't, you know they don't I mean? want to kill the population because I think the goal for Russia has always been popular support. It. Yeah, they want yeah. to absorb the population. They want yeah, and, yeah, Ukrainians they d- to start viewing themselves as Russians. They don't want to exterminate yeah. them. It's The purpose yeah. of the two wars is very different. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's like, not even an endorsement of one or the other or anything like that. It's just to say, yeah. like, it's very clear that, like, the intentions of Russia in Ukraine cannot really yeah. be made analogous to the intentions of, of Israel is- and Gaza. Israel. They are, they are yeah. entirely different. And I think yeah. the sources but- of those conflicts, it's really important to just keep that in mind when yeah, you're comparing because, the two. Yeah, so, like, this Democratic administration kept saying that this is a genocide in, in you know, almost two years of fighting— there's been something like 5,000 civilian deaths in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, and this is by Western numbers, not Russian numbers. And in one month in Gaza, there's been 11,000 civilian casualties. Yeah. And they're claiming that this isn't a genocide. So maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe this Democratic administration doesn't have uh, the truth, um, isn't, isn't being really guided by truthfulness or anything like that, and that there's something else going on. Yeah. Ready for war, Joe? How you wanna blow these spots? I know these dirty cops that'll get us in if we murder some wop. Hop in your hummer, the punishes ready. Meet me and Beatles with noodles, we'll do this do while he's slurping spaghetti. Everybody kiss the fucking floor, Joe. We crack, fuck them all if they move, noodles, shoot that fucking whore. Dead in the middle of little, literally little. Did we know that we riddle to middle, man who didn't do diddly? It'll be a cold day and how the day I take it now. Make no mistake, for real, I wouldn't hesitate to kill. I'm still a fat one that you love to hate. Catch you at your mother's waist, smack you, then I whack. You with my stuff to yay. I rub your face off the earth and curse your family's children like Amity filling, drill the nerves in your cavity filling. Insanity's building a pavilion in my civilian. It can't be the anarchy that humanity's filling. A villain without remorse who's willing to out your boss forever and take all of chatter like child support. I support punning anything he does, anything he loves. A brother from another mother sent for the above. A dark nigga just like me, one of the best might be. Even better, leaving niggas kneeling on a right knee. Spike Lee couldn't paint a better picture. You small change, I'm blowing. Not your brains getting richer Hit you with the mask Smack your bitch Nigga what You getting stuck My trigger figures It's a yes or fuck Truck jewels Cruising in the land Pumping cash rules Last crew to one And caught a hundred Trying to pass through That's true So who the next to get it T.S. the best that did it Get it off your chest Get admitted And it's yeah And you don't stop 20 shot clock With the cop killers Fiddler to the top Yeah And you don't stop Joey cracks the rock And Big Pun Keeps the guns cocked Yeah And you don't stop We're making hot what? Bring it up, blow your whole spot. Yeah, and you don't stop. It's still 187 on an undercover guy. Fuck the police, I squeeze first, make a neat dirt. Taking feet first through the morgue, then launch them in the deep earth. The streets curse, the First Amendment's culturally biased. I'm supposed to supply us with rights tonight. I hold my rosary tight as I can. I'm one man against the world, just me and my girl, Black Pearl, Athena, Masfina. But keeps it real, you know the deal. We steal from the rich and keep it peeping, it's no secret. Watch me and Joe go back and forth from free creep with me. As I cruise in my beam, I the kids in the ghetto call me Don Cartagena kicking ass as I blast off heat and you never see me talk to police though you should know that I really don't care who you by the hair slit your throat and I leave you right there so beware it's red that niggas want beat with blood speak and let these motherfuckers know how we run the Fuck streets peace. I run the streets deep with no compassion Puerto Ricans known for slashing catching niggas while they sleeping no relaxing keep your eyes open sharp reflexes three Texas in the cheap Lexus just in case police testers street professors several squad ghetto Scholars full of clips mark and flicks the free regard when the metal hollers. Better acknowledge or get knocked down until I'm locked and shot down. Had the beat, couldn't make 
me put my clock down We lock towns like rounds in the chamber Boogie down major like nine I bust mine every time Plus I'm the crime boss of New York Where we taught to walk the walk All my niggas carry chalk and stalk I pray like a predator Whoever want it go get it Set it baby and I'ma bury ya So remember the squad that I'm repping I full of clip of my weapon And punish niggas till it's Armageddon Yeah, and you don't stop 20 shot clock with the cop killer Still up to the top Yeah, and you don't stop So we cracks the rock And Big Pun keeps the guns cocked Yeah, and you don't stop We'll make it hot nigga Why bring it up on your whole spot Yeah, and you don't stop It's still 187 on an undercover cop Yeah, and you don't stop 20 shot clock with the cop killer Still up to the top Yeah, and you don't stop Joey cracks the rock And Big Pun keeps the guns cocked Yeah, and you don't stop but I digress. Um, so, it, and so in this, um, I mean, this is such a brutal times portrayal or time portrayal of Zelensky too, because it really gets into how uh, corrupt. <laughs> the, 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 your face. Uh, it really gets into like how corrupt Ukraine was. Which, by the way, um, ever like Ukraine has always been known as being like the most corrupt uh, post-Soviet state. Especially Which is post- saying something, because yeah. they're all pretty fabulously corrupt. Yeah, there, there's a lot of corruption. Like, I mean, the post-Soviet like, power vacuum and yeah. the way that like, it was the mafia it was taken over the by the mafia. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Fucking crazy. And I don't, yeah, I and, mean, a, and a lot of that mafia were like the the Communist Party officials by the yeah. end there. Oh yeah, like you know that 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 party had gotten completely uh, corrupted. Yeah. Uh, in the end there, and just which is they sad. All... R.I.P. You know what I mean? Like we like <laughs> to think about the glory days. You know, we like to yeah. think about like you know the, that moment, that sweet sweet moment when it could have been. Yeah. What everyone wanted it to but be. But let's just say the end of the, uh, the end of the, um, uh, um, fucking, why can't I, like, around the Gorbachev years, you know, with Boris Yeltsin, let's just oh, say yeah. Boris Yeltsin was a communist before he was the yeah. fat, drunken moron yeah. ordering pizzas to the White House in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, he was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. This is too hard. I'm just... I'm just gonna I, yeah. fucking. I'm Which yeah, there, there, there is a stu- with also another side. There is a story of him uh, at the White House after like I think it was after the fall of the Soviet Union when he was president and he was visiting and he ordered pizza. Yeah. To like the part of the White House that he was staying in and he went outside to meet the delivery driver yeah. and was clearly wasted in nothing but his underwear, like <laughs> just whitey tighties. Like oh dude, God. he is such a vile little piggy. Uh, or was yeah, but I mean that's head. also like here's the thing, man. That's that's rock that and roll, it. brother. That's yeah. that's uh, yeah, and that's the thing, man. If you start looking at these guys like you look at rock stars, yeah, you don't they, they don't have to be good people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. Jimmy Page used to fuck kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're not good people. Yeah, <laughs> but he, you know, it's rock and roll, brother. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> Goddamn, it's all it is, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, okay, no. Uh, uh, left and right does not endorse Jimmy Page's pedophilia, and does not uh, yeah. support uh, the right of rock stars or politicians to engage yeah. in such actions. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, and like so, fucking. And anyway, just, just go back to it. Like Ukraine is known as being like the most corrupt, especially after the twenty fourteen coup that the West backed uh, in the Euro Maidan. It has just been, like, horrendous. And you used to see a lot of articles about that, oh, until, you know, hostilities broke out. But now, like, dude, like there's been, like, constant shuffling in uh, Zelensky's cabinet and, like, people at high ministerial posts 
who are just fucking just i mean it's like anytime that aid package was sent, getting sent to ukraine these motherfuckers were running in there um just like grabbing that money out of that and and like running off with it you know what i mean yeah and like like a, like a, apparently with all of the military recruitment that was constantly replete uh replete with um corruption like those motherfuckers were stealing that money non-stop and yeah. so it's just like how much of this money is even getting towards anything other than going into people's offshore bank accounts yeah totally it's like, i mean it, it's 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 such a like a money laundering operation on yeah. just a massive scale yeah yeah because like yeah the ukrainian ruling class made out great in in this in this uh proxy war however everybody else in ukraine um which is really the story of you know ukraine since the collapse of the soviet union everybody uh who actually is a normal person in ukraine has just been used oh i mean that's <laughs> and just not even just since the, the collapse of the soviet union that's the story of that part of europe for 500 to a thousand years i mean the story of ukraine is is really one of like lack of cohesive identity and manipulation by outside forces yeah you know and it was really only post-soviet union that um the west really invested in you know pushing this like you know unified ukrainian nation state idea and that existed prior to um the formation of the soviet union but it was pretty short-lived because then that revolution happened well it was it was kind of utilized a little bit by uh the the early bolsheviks Uh, it it absolutely was um but it was also like prior to that there was it was you know after the dissolution of like um the polish lithuanian commonwealth yeah and um you know the ascendancy of czarist russia um the cossacks played a big role in it um who are just just badass dude the cossacks are fucking great yeah although Uh, although I, i would push against uh like this idea of like uh ukraine being like used or like kind of thrown into a mulcher by the soviet union uh that's also like kind of a myth that's in large part and this is something a friend of the pod alex herbert talks about a lot and writes about is how the um like a large majority of like this uh, i mean just the whole idea of the holodomor or anything like that a lot of the 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 scholarship of ukraine within the soviet union is it was taken over by ukrainians that had worked with the nazis in world war ii yeah. and then left the soviet union and then were were uh, absorbed into the intelligentsia of the west and canada and the united states and were therefore interested in promoting like you know the double genocide theory and all that kind of stuff so that there there is like like this idea that like i like ukraine was in some way uh, kind of thrown into the the wood chipper by like Stalinist Russia or anything like that is like a total fabrication. Yeah, as well. I, I wasn't even talking about the Soviet. Yeah, I, I just want to specify that. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that I think it's really important. We talked about that last time um, Alex yeah. was on. We talked about like the importance of like not only like doing research, but then also like doing some historiographical research and figuring yeah. out who is writing the book you're reading. Yeah. Where did they do their research? Who funded the book? What's, uh, you know, all those little things. And that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like um, to varying extents, that's sort of like Evan and my bread and butter. We've always both yeah. been really into historiography and like the the, the history of history and, and yeah. the background. The politicization it. of history. Totally, right. Like because no. it's, it is one of the most heavily political or politicized um, sciences. Yeah, and it's it's funny to me not to take too big of a of a digression here, but like yeah. how much history is sort of derided by uh-huh. like our peers, 
you know, yeah. as just like the most boring and uninteresting subject. Everybody hated history in school, whatever. And it, I always wonder like how much of like the I think how much that's of like promoted. Yeah, right. How much of <laughs> how much of like the the hatred of history is like a psyop because like yeah, is is promoted by the powers that be in right, order like, to funnel uh, the specific people that they want to study it into studying. Right, kids. Yeah. Kids shouldn't fucking like this. Don't worry about what yeah. happened. And then, you know, and then we'll like, get so, and then we'll get some pervert who wants to do all the right things and say all the right things, and we'll get him to go to Princeton or Harvard yeah. and Yale, and he'll be taught by the people that we want to teach them right. in order to reabsorb them into the community. And again, yeah, so like a and lot I, of like I think his- some of that is like passive, like it's just sort of like an understanding oh, yeah. that that's how things will work. And I think a lot of psyops are kind yeah. of like that. Like it's not. I don't think either of us are suggesting that this is all like you know people are being hand selected by like some weird cabal of like. Oh, of course not. No, this is just the, the just machine the, is. The, is self-replicating the self-replicating like nature of hegemony yeah Yeah. exactly a lot of this is is unconscious and just sort of like self-perpetuating but um yeah it's just interesting to me and i think i've been thinking about that a lot lately um but so it's true like even in situations like this like you know having conversations with people about the ukraine war having conversations with people about the invasion of gaza um even down to the fact, like, the other day, I was called out for referring to it as the invasion of Gaza. And I was like, well, what the fuck do you want me to call it? Gaza's being invaded. Yeah. I, I mean, politics aside, that's the that's the literal facts of the situation. It's yeah. not – I'm not making some statement by saying that yeah. troops have invaded Gaza. They have. Yeah. They just have. Nobody's yeah. denying that. Israel calls it that. Like, they're fucking invading. So, yeah. like – But then there's negative connotations to that, which right. I think – Right. And then the people yeah. who, who have convinced themselves – that a spade isn't a spade. When you use a word like invasion, yeah, uh, they're like, like but that well, feels bad. Invasion feels th- bad. Yeah, that feels bad. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the eleven thousand civilians also feel yeah. uh, that are dead. I'm sure they also felt pretty bad uh, the moment before their totally. brains st- ceased functioning. And here's the thing: Do you think that those same civilians largely weren't like when they saw you know Hamas's operation on October seventh? Weren't just like, fuck. You know well, what I mean? I mean, mean yes like, and no because there the, there is also pretty widespread support for Hamas and I of also course there is. I think it's of important to like push back against the notion that Hamas um is like in you know in some way like I mean like what do you like what do you expect these people to do like yeah. you know what I mean oh, it's just 100%. like they, they've been peacefully protesting for decades yeah. and gotten nothing but their well, knees shot by fucking Israeli snipers yeah like there, there was this one article where this guy was bragging that he took out 40 knees in one day during the uh what was it the march of the return yeah I believe it was called Back in 2018, mm-hmm. when uh, Gazans just marched to the border to demand, you know, recognition, and what they got were snipers taking out their knees in, in order to intentionally uh, handicap them uh, yeah. for life because it's difficult to, you know, get, uh, you know, like the kind of surgery that you need to get back to normal after that. So there was just a lot of amputations going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that was the peaceful protest. So I'm sorry, like, like we've also seen lately. That, like, apparently a lot of the people that were killed on October 7th were by the Israeli military. They, they've yeah, uh, they've their, officially their downgraded. Yeah. To, 12, to 1,200, right? Yeah, they've downgraded to 1,200 after reports were coming out that um, that apparently, like, a lot of people, including at that musical festival yeah, that was happening by... right outside the gate of a concentration camp, apparently those people were in large part killed by Israel who panicked and just started blindly fucking wiping out everybody that they could see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of that is going to come out. A lot more of that yeah. is going to come out. Um, yeah. Because it's it's been very clear that, like, that's the... I think 
So I, I was asked the question the other day, like, what do you think? What do you think the plans were for for uh, the Hamas operatives that that took Israeli hostages? What, why do you think they took them? And I said, well, because they want to get the Palestinian hostages back. Yes, and, and that's there, what there I said. Like I said 15, well, the only reason anyone ever takes hostages is for leverage and negotiation. And yeah. they were like, they were like, you don't think they wanted to take them to kill them? It's like, well, if they wanted to kill them, they would have just killed them. They wouldn't have taken them. Yeah, <laughs> like they would have killed them. Just just shoot them. Yeah, no, they, they they thought that there would be some leverage for a good faith negotiation attempt, and, and instead, instead Israel was like, actually, we'll just kill we all the hostages that you took. And they're Arnold Schwarzeneggering yeah. the entire situation, and they're killing their own hostages. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think the 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 running narrative now is, you know, any good Israeli will understand that they're they're dying for the cause of yeah. you know defense of the nation, and the the people there have been so heavily indoctrinated to believe that that's like yeah. their lot in life. Is yeah. to like just die for that war machine. Um, oh, dude! Uh, and what's really insane too is uh, I think uh, I watched a video of Abby Martin from the Empire Files, who she had gone a few years ago went to Israel, and uh, I think they were they were either she was interviewing people on the street either in the West Bank or Tel Aviv or or Jerusalem I can't remember. Um, but she was interviewing Israelis, and she released footage of it, and she estimated that about eighty percent of the Israelis that she interviewed. Um, pretty explicitly um, supported like genocide or using like genocidal language, and like she there like there's a video of it that you can watch where she's it's on YouTube where she was walking down the street and dude like random Israelis from like all ages some of them with American accents because they were West Bank settlers who uh, just were like hey yeah you know what I can get a fucking like pretty cheap house in the West Bank if I just take it from a fucking uh, Palestinian, which is something that happens there. Yeah, the well, they, illegal, they, they bulldoze the whole neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, dude, the, uh, these people of all ages, uh, some with American accents, uh, some with with Israeli accents, we're just like, yeah, we just need to kill them all. Like, yeah. like would just straight up say that. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I think... Uh, that's you know, a very common... It, and that's yeah. the thing. People... That that's not like secret intel either. I mean, we're yeah. just two guys this, like talking. You can you can. This is on YouTube. The, yeah, yeah, you can find this stuff. Yeah. And and you know, people will say, oh, that's that's probably just propaganda. Probably just look, man. Both sides of this obviously have propaganda apparatuses. Every country does. Every uh, every nation does. Every military force does. Whether they be paramilitary, whether they be official state military, whatever. But, like, you really need to ask yourself, like, you which of the these same two... Res- Hold on. Let me just finish yeah. my point. Oh, yeah. you, all, you need to ask yourself, like, which of these two, you know, sides in this conflict, A, has access to, like, Western and U.S. state media, like, direct access, and yeah. has, like, the budget to, like, actually accomplish the propaganda goals that they're both accusing each other of, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, of course there's a Hamas propaganda machine. Every, every polity has one. But, like, Israel's got the juice, dude. Like... Yeah. Hamas propaganda is not reaching our ears. It just isn't. It's being actively, I mean, maybe, but it's being actively. Yeah. I mean, they've got those awesome videos of them fucking just taking out Israeli tanks like one by one. <laughs> yeah. That they've I, been posting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. It's The whole thing is, yeah. is really disheartening. Um, a couple other things, though, on that point. Um, I was just like sort of reading up on some like di- like today, like minute to minute. Um, updated statistics and it's just you know it's been a while since we last really talked about this so just to like sort of you know illustrate the scope of of the carnage and the infrastructural damage and the loss of human life that's occurring in that part of the world um, both of the two largest hospitals in Gaza uh, which is Al-Shifa and Al-Quds 
um, yeah. have both been Al Shifa's basically been totally destroyed. Yeah. Um, they're both totally out of fuel, um, which yeah. means that those uh, everyone yesterday Al Shifa um, reported that officially every single intensive care patient within the hospital is now dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just they just can't keep they like, just can't keep them alive. Like any, all of the babies that were support, in incubators and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any 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 human life that was being sustained by life support apparatus, yeah. no longer. Um, that is that is probably soon to be the case at Al Quds if it is not already. Yeah. Um, and these are targeted attacks. Both of these hospitals have been deliberately targeted. Um, yeah. There is soon to be no more um, UN. Um, uh, aid apparatus within Gaza because they are yep. soon to be entirely out of fuel. Um, no more fuel is to be allowed in. Um, Red Cross is or Red Crescent is similarly reporting just an absolute inability to maintain operations. So basically, the re- the, the eleven thousand deaths that we've seen thus far have been occurring with some semblance of you know aid infrastructure present in the city. Right. Yeah. Functioning hospitals, uh, a limited but existing supply of fuel. Um, now they can't. <laughs> and and now we're looking at, you know, what's going to happen when that flimsy ability to save lives, maintain human lives, is completely gone. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, also the eleven thousand. It's probably much higher than that because they're not counting people that they that are likely trapped under rubble and shit like that. that sure, they haven't been able to account for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so interestingly enough, Israel also over the last few days was was um, was really touting that they have thus far eliminated like sixty to seventy like key Hamas operatives over yep. the course of this, and with an eleven thousand person death toll, that's like what like one percent. Yeah. So it's like uh, you're looking at like a, like a 90. A le- it's, it's a lot less it's than that. a 99 <laughs> point something percent civilian casualty rate. To it would be like a 99.95 like, like or something. Yeah. And like to, to achieve those, you know, couple. Well. And, and look, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's just shocking to me yeah. to see the lengths to which people will go to justify like every shred of violence by one side in this in this fight and literally no amount of violence from the other side yeah. and that's how you can tell that the that one side's propaganda apparatus is like absolutely dominating um, yeah is, is that anything israel does is justified by anything yeah. palestine does and nothing that palestine does is justified by anything that israel does yeah and that uh, narrative it, has been broadly accepted so yeah yeah it was uh, actually it was ninety nine point five. Yep, ninety nine point five. Yeah, great. Um, but ninety nine point five percent civilian casualties <laughs> to achieve the insane. seventy sixty plus yeah. uh, key Hamas operative deaths. And, so and good on again, them. keep that in mind. To probably, I would say about at least two hundred thousand Ukrainian military deaths uh, versus like five thousand civilian deaths in yeah. almost two years of war. Um, so now, so now, just to just to kind of loop back really quickly, there is now yeah. only one functioning hospital in Gaza, which is Al Ali Hospital, um, yeah. and that is now it has previously in this in this conflict been under uh, assault by Israelis and is likely to be targeted in the next few days um, because obviously all remaining injured individuals that are seeking medical care are yeah. being funneled into this hospital. They already can't keep up with them, but yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. Again, it's like a it's a, it's a uh, territory of like two million people, yeah. And now you have one hospital for two million people. Um, 
Israel's Israel's government is is claiming that they have you know probably two to three weeks more of um, of legitimate cause for military action. So, like I said, if we've seen eleven thousand um, deaths, ninety nine point five percent of which were civilian deaths in the first yeah. five weeks um, with hospitals and with international aid. Now that there yeah. is no more fuel, there are no more hospitals. I would not be surprised to see similar numbers in half the time. So. Yeah. Um, excellent. Yeah. Uh, there's job. also videos. I saw one uh, particularly horrifying video of Israel using illegal anti-personnel um, uh, artillery, including bombs that have no warhead on them. Uh, just a guiding miss, uh, guiding system with blades that um, when the missile hits, the blades are released and just shred through like 100 meters. Yeah. And I saw a very yes. unfortunate video of this happening and somebody's leg uh, just getting taken right off and they're just sitting right next to it screaming it's just like like a young man um yeah, yeah I, so I just using illegal stuff. yeah just using illegal anti-personnel uh rounds i guess on, where those are made on civilians yep right here in right the here in US the good old us of a That's uh, right. you've got you've got the u.s uh department of defense uh straight up refusing to acknowledge that the geneva conventions apply for gazans um and actually threatening to expel journalists who ask about that, uh, including the journalist Sam Husseini, who's really been holding that little fucking butterball speaker, uh, <laughs> the uh, secretary for the Department of Defense, who's uh, just being thrown out there, uh, answering questions with this look in his eyes of a um, kid who was just caught sleeping in class, yeah. um, uh, being grilled about you know crimes against humanity, and really, I mean, I think crimes of genocide being committed on Gaza, and he just basically having no idea how to answer and just looking like a fat dumbass uh, sitting there at the stage, uh, at the podium. Now you've got that. I also, Norman Finkelstein, um, who's been a longtime hero yeah. of mine, yeah. uh, has, uh, I mean, he is like the world-leading authority, at least in the West, on the um, Pal Israel-Palestine conflict. For those that don't know Norman Finkelstein, uh, he is an old-school communist uh, whose parents were uh, both in the Holocaust. Uh, they were both in the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. Uh, one of his parents was at uh, Auschwitz, and the other one uh, was at a different concentration camp. My daughter. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, his entire family um, uh, was exterminated in the Holocaust, his two parents being the only ones who survived. And um, so, you know, he, he also always hates, uh, it seems to have to bring that up when he talks about Israel-Palestine, but unfortunately, as he likes to put it, people like to cry their crocodile tears uh, until he says that. That's, um, the, that's the famous, yeah, I think a yeah. lot of folks have probably seen that, um, I forget what university he was speaking at, but... Hi, um... During your speech, you made a lot of references to Jewish people as well as certain people in your audience, not Jewish people in general, but certain people, especially in your audience, to Nazis. Now, that is extremely offensive when certain people are German. And they're also extremely offensive to people who have actually suffered under Nazi rule. I don't respect that anymore. I really don't. I don't like and I don't respect the crocodile tears to, con to the crocodile tears. No. Uh, I'm so, folks, um, allow me to finish. And allow me to, allow me to finish. Listen, sir. Allow me to finish. Allow me to finish. Uh, sir, sir, I don't like to play. I don't like to play 
the foreign audience the Holocaust card. But since now I feel, now I feel compelled to, my late father was in Auschwitz. My late mother, please shut up. My late father was in Auschwitz. My late mother was in Maidan concentration camp. Every single member of my family on my father's side, on my father's side, the Jews did not take arms against the my Germans. My late father was in Auschwitz concentration camp. My late mother was in Majdanek concentration camp. Every single member of my family on both sides was exterminated. Both of my parents were in the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. And it's precisely and exactly because of the lessons my parents taught me and my two siblings that I will not be silent when Israel commits its crimes against the Palestinians. And I consider nothing more despicable than to use their suffering and their martyrdom to try to justify the torture, the brutalization, the dem demolition of homes that Israel daily commits against the Palestinians. So I refuse any longer to be intimidated or browbeaten by the tears. If you had any heart in you, you would be crying for the Palestinians, not for what's been done. Yeah. It's now that, it's that making was when, rounds again, and it does. Yeah, that's when he was a professor. Uh, yeah. He basically lost his entire career arguing about this stuff, yeah. uh, especially with his uh, arguing against Alan Dershowitz, uh, the um, that's right, Dur uh, the parody Dersh. wife killer parody, uh, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. Um, but um, basically, he said this today: uh, uh, "The horrors of war. A hospital houses society's most vulnerable and defenseless." If an army can get away with targeting a hospital for annihilation, then it can target the entire population with impunity. Al-Shifa is Gaza's flagship hospital. And he basically just put out this threat arguing, you know, arguing that when you're allowed to kill the sick and injured in a hospital with impunity and get away with it, that's basically signifying that then you can kill the entire healthy population of civilians as well. Right. Because if, if you know, the, the defenseless... Um, are fair game, then those that can at least fight back in some small way are obviously fair game.
me love on they mixtapes And once again the man's back with a jazz track So here's your chance Jack to get loose and let your hands clap I got juice like Goku, mad crews I broke through Brothers be mad cause I hit more chicks than they spoke to And every time I'm jammed I always find a loophole I got a crime record longer than my new bowl And my raps are unbelievable like aliens and flying saucers No more iron horses cause I'm buying Porsches Coming straight out the NYC Peace to the King Capri, I'm MVP bring it quickly back to ukraine a little bit too i also do you remember the Nord Stream pipeline yes. which is how that russia fueled europe with their their fuel and it got bombed back at the end of last year and obviously russia wouldn't do that because they made tons of money off of it but then all of a sudden the u.s is like hey we can uh sell europeans our fuel for like a 10 times markup from what the russians were doing but we'll do that for you guys. And, like, uh, uh, every fucking brain-dead moron in, like, the liberal media establishment was trying to argue that it was Russia bombing their own pipeline. Even though, so the pipeline is owned by Germany. Right. Which also should tell you how fucking cut, like, Germany and Western Europe is to the U.S. That their fucking property gets bombed by their ally and they just have to eat shit up there. Yeah. And then start buying fuel from your ally at a ten times markup yeah. from what you were getting from the other person. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just kind of how the U.S. likes to run its fucking part of the world, you know. Oh, so while we're on the topic of <laughs> yeah of gas, yeah, guess oh, where there's what? a fuck ton of it. <laughs> right yeah, off the Gaza. coast of Gaza. So, yeah. uh, I don't want anyone to fucking. <laughs> the thing is, look, there's a couple different things here. There's uh, there's the oh my gosh, and I'm already forgetting the name of it. Um, Ah, right. So, first off, obviously there is a, a huge untapped or or tapped, but not yeah. <laughs> available to uh, to, to Israel yeah. um, and to the West uh, fuel reserves off off the shores of Gaza, offshore oil. Yeah. And so, look, call it what it is. We want yeah. that. They want that. 
uh, as again as, as as friend of the pod Alex Herbert says uh, every war in the Anthropocene is a war for resources. Yeah, they are. Well, that's and that's. I think that that's become such a trope now that yep. people like almost like say it like a joke and look past it. But yeah. it's like, look, this is a horrific, horrific, horrific conflict. Over yeah. oh, and and whether that's the entire purpose for it, it's part. It's part of the play. It just yeah, they, it just they want those resources. They, want they probably want to build a Ben Gurion canal. Well, that's what I was going to say. The second thing is the proposed yeah. Ben Gurion canal, which would compete directly with the Suez Canal, which is yeah. controlled by a, an Arab nation in Egypt, yeah. and uh, is largely outdated. I mean, there have been recent um, issues with the Suez Canal. Remember when that ship yeah. got stuck? It's a very narrow canal. Yeah. Um, so the Ben Gurion they also canal, extract a very high toll to allow your ships to go through it. They do. They make a ton of fucking money. They they nationalized yeah. it. They took it. It used to be owned by the British, and yeah. so we and by we I mean the British and the West and ourselves yeah. included have been fucking yeah. pissed about that ever since. Yeah. There's a proposed canal project, the Ben Gurion Canal, which would go on the other side of the Sinai Peninsula, uh, up through Gaza. Yeah. And you can't build that. Well, you, you can go there. around Gaza, but it adds a ton of miles to yeah. the trip. So if you have it, just go through Gaza. And also, like, this plan dates back to the 50s where the yeah. United States developed plans to use, like, something like 100 nuclear bombs or something like that. Yeah, to, to just help level. Fucking, yeah, to just yeah. help, like, dredge out all the, like, hills and mountains around there. Yep. So yeah. it would be a longer canal, but because of the rockier terrain there, they would be able to build it much wider, which yeah. would... Would, which would mitigate the 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 cost of a lengthened yeah. canal by allowing more ships to pass, two ships at least to pass concurrently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so these are two right off the bat, two massive economic incentives to just like eliminate the population of Gaza. Yeah, and and that's not to say anything about the cultural and the ethnic implications of that because those are yeah. all, you know I'm not saying that those are not factors because of course yeah. they are, but. Here are two massive payoffs. It's like, well, yeah. especially to incentivize people like us who, let's be honest, we're in it for the fucking scratch, like always. Yeah. We're just like mercenaries on a Fuck grand you, scale. Yeah, yeah, right? And so, you know, you say to us, hey, man, you let us do this shit. You let us do this fucking heinous shit over here, which we've yeah. got a million reasons for wanting to do. Yeah. And you, the U.S., will get access to this new pipeline and yeah. all the fucking oil you'll that get you part, can fucking want. You'll get part ownership and all that. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're investing. But, uh, this is an investment. Yep. That's why yeah. we're sending this the This genocide is a good investment. We're sending the sword missiles. Yeah, That exactly. just shoot fucking swords and slice up fucking babies. Yeah. And we uh, make yeah. those here. Yeah, we make them, yeah. And those are not for home defense, folks. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, like, what are you using anti-personnel rounds like that for? Um, or artillery. But yeah, so anyway, with the Nord Stream Pipeline. Oh, guess what just came out the other day? Look at this. November 11th, right? Today's the 13th. Uh, this is in the Washington Post. I mean, they are just throwing this fucking country to the wolves. Yeah. Ukrainian military officer coordinated Nord Stream pipeline attack. What? <laughs> wow. In the in the in the fucking CIA Washington Post. And now, uh, now under the, the Langley fucking, Post. Now yeah. under the fucking shade of the Israel yeah. conflict, they're like, oh, let's just slip this in there. By the way, hey, and yeah. you guys already forgot about that because of the twenty four hour news cycle, yeah. but like. Yeah, we did that yeah. shit. <laughs> so, so yeah. Now, now the liberal establishment that was trying to convince people for months that it was actually Russia that destroyed the thing that make them money. Uh, now, yeah, they're just. I mean, we're just throwing fucking Ukraine to the wolves. Oh, and so like, yeah. what? Once, once the money dries up, I don't think that country is even gonna. That government will even be able to support itself. Um, there will a hundred percent be coups and probably a protracted well, civil war yeah. between. Guess what? A bunch of Nazi groups that now have a bunch of um 
weapons that the West gave them yeah. without any stipulations or control over. Well, that's something that we've been talking about forever. And, you know, not that we're the originators of this argument, but it is, yeah. I think, one that we both prescribe to, which is that yeah. even even were Ukraine to, like, quote unquote, win this war. Yeah. The cost of it in terms of like, I mean, they had to sell their soul for that victory to us, yeah. but also to paramilitary groups within their own borders who mm-hmm. are fucked. They are Nazis. Yeah. And you don't want to fucking make a deal with Nazis. Yeah. It's just never yeah. good. They're, yeah. They are the bad guys. Yeah. And so that's, <laughs> and, and there, there are analogs there to, you know, our stance on, on the Israel issue. It's yeah. very similar. It's like, look, you, you're, you're never going to – ultimately, you are never going to be on the right side of history if you escape the horrors committed against you by one group and mm-hmm. the way that you deal with or, or combat those horrors is to learn from them. Yeah, and to, to adopt become the them, Nazis, yeah. right? <laughs> you don't survive the Nazis just to become the Nazis. Yeah. Right. And that's one of the, the, the main points that most of my like Jewish friends who are yeah. on, you know, the side of, of the Palestinian resistance in yeah. this issue um, have said, they said, look, we didn't endure that to yeah. become it. Never again doesn't mean unless we do it. Unless we do it. Right. And <laughs> yeah. That's I think, never the easiest for argument. Again. You know, people have no. become so entrenched with the idea that like disagreement with the Israeli state apparatus is tantamount to anti-Semitism. And I and think actually, that is, like, such a violently anti-Semitic concept. I, I think it's Zionism like, is anti-Semitic because basically what you're saying is that, like, Jewish people aren't welcome anywhere but this one country that they all need to go to. Like, how is that and, not anti-Semitic? And look, like, I, I, I'm not going to take – I am not a Jewish person and I am not yeah, going to same. try to explain to anybody how you should feel yeah. about the the very long and very real history of oppression and brutality. Sure. Uh unleashed upon the jewish people by my ancestors in western europe right yeah. that is that is real and that sure it is, deserves to be acknowledged also- but it is not a justification for you know yeah. continued violence and horrific things against others just yeah. like just like look i mean man i don't know i, I get so fucking bogged down in the minutiae here but it's like yeah i live on stolen land we live on stolen land we are yeah. in a colonial settler settler state right and I, I keep hearing people say things like, Americans shouldn't have an opinion on this because you live on stolen land. Yeah, dude, and it fucking sucks that this shit happened. And yeah. and, and and there's no – we are past the point of no return. There's no going back. Yeah. Right? And so to then look and say, hey, look, it didn't, didn't work here. It wasn't good. Yeah. Don't – do it again, you know? Like, yeah. And also, I didn't do it. Like, no, I didn't do it. Of course not. But, like... Yeah. But, like, like, my family came here 100 years ago on both sides. <laughs> like, you sure. know what I mean? Like... Not mine. But <laughs> some did, some like, did. I don't even think quite 100 years ago. I think less than that for both sides. But, you know, regardless. Well, okay. Well, then what were they doing in Angola? I don't know. <laughs> hey, mine were from the Azores. No, no, no comment. No comment. On, no, there'll be no comment on Angola at this hey, time. Hey, man. There ain't no Azorians fucking... Put, uh, there, 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 on Angola, there will be there will be no uh, no comment on Cape Verde <laughs> at this time. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, no questions at this time. Yeah, uh, we're no. actually not discussing the uh, Portuguese colonial uh, empire. So yeah. um, we're not discussing we're not discussing the green and red right now. Okay, listen, baby? listen, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of fucky shit going on right now, yeah. and um, the the. Prevailing, I think, theme here at LU Studios is one of just yeah. like 
intense dysphoria and like (laughs) disillusionment with like the current global state of affairs intermingled with like you know we're just trying to find love and like do normal things out here in the world and we want our show to be better and and we're you know i'm working on a really fucking dumb episode for this week uh that i'm really excited about should i tell what it is no Okay, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's cool. It's a departure from... I'm still working on Mongols, but uh, I had a fun idea, and Evan gave me the go-ahead, so I'm going to do a a different episode for this week. But um, it's it's tough, man. It's tough to, like, just exist as, like, people who believe in the rights of every human being to, like, survive and be treated equally and with, you know, dignity and respect when we're so constantly bombarded by... The fucking harsh reality that that is nowhere near true for most people on earth and yep. uh, i also want to close out by paraphrasing maybe my favorite tweet response that i've seen out of this whole thing um yeah. an israeli journalist was tweeting like uh, about the, the 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 horror stories that yeah. that they as israelis are daily bombarded with and any one of these horror stories would be enough to give uh, someone in the west nightmares for the rest of their life and you don't understand what it's like to live with this and somebody just responded yeah i think stories are probably one of the one of the top deadliest things a a people can be bombarded with yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know it's just like everybody's so fucking out of touch and it's so impossible to like you know i said this weeks ago when we talked about this the first time yeah I have these moments where I'm like, how could how could anyone truly grasp what's what's really going on there without being on yeah. the ground? And then at the same time, like, if you were on the ground there, how could you have any fucking clue what's going on? It's like being yeah. in hell. It's like being in hell. Yeah. And um, so Just once again, I mean, our, nonstop, yeah. our hearts go out to, to, to all of the innocent people, um, especially yeah. those who are currently under siege in Gaza and the West yeah. Bank. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's also, yeah, the West Bank thing. That's how you know it's not about Hamas. Yeah. Uh, is because, like, there's... The violence like, is spilled into the West Bank. Yeah, which uh, Hamas is not a part of. Yeah. There's no Hamas in the West Bank. Those are just Palestinian well, settlers. depends but, who you ask. Well, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Just yeah, like Hamas I, appa- is appa- ISIS, uh, I'm sure yeah. Israel Also, would tell you Also, that yeah, you have Israel Hamas. saying that Al Jazeera and journalists are Hamas, yeah. and therefore it's okay to kill every Al Jazeera ju- journalist and, all, and their families. Oh, there's, there's been, one like, guy, what, like There was 100? one guy who learned on air that his whole family had been killed yeah. in an Israeli airstrike. Um, the uh, fucking Israel is just flat out saying that the UN is Hamas now, yeah. and that the UN people that they've been killing are are part of Hamas. Yeah, you shouldn't trust news like they're on the the, the list of like yeah. like st- the Israeli state sponsored list of like sources not to trust on the yeah. issue. The, the United fucking Nations. UN, yeah, the UN is Hamas, <laughs> dude. Everyone's fucking. Hamas. It's all fake news. Nothing yeah. really happened. Everyone that gets killed is a criminal. I mean, unless... they, they've even also flat out said that like, how do you know that the children weren't armed? when they're when they like bomb a kindergarten <laughs> it's just like dude it's like they i don't even think it's that they think that the that we're this dumb it's just that they know that they can do this with impunity yeah. so they can look you right in the eye and say that that child was a was hamas or was going to grow up to be hamas so they deserve to die well and you, just you have know to here's eat the it. thing they are perpetuating that that is yeah. is true in that yeah. if you kill someone's whole family y- you are pretty much guaranteeing that they oh, will yeah. grow up with hatred of you in their heart yeah and so the violence I think Israelis and the the Israeli state apparatus rightly understands that for them to truly achieve like some version of the victory that they, 
aspire to yeah. in this region, they do have to eliminate the Palestinians. Yeah. Because at, at this point, yeah, at every this point, every successive generation will yeah. forever be potential insurgents. Yeah. And why wouldn't and why wouldn't they be? Yeah, because you just killed every single you, person. You know what I mean? No if you're, love. like, the one person in a family of 60 that survives, like, this yeah. brutal massacre, you think you're going to come out of that just, like, normal and being like, yeah, yeah well, okay, anyway, let's talk about peace now. Like, yeah. no, you're, you're going to want to fucking yeah. paraglide in and fucking kill some yeah. people at a festival. Yeah. And that's not – it's not good to kill civilians no matter who it is, but, like, you got to understand how asymmetrical the fucking violence yeah. is and, like – the incentive that's being created and yeah. the, the way that people are being radicalized it's it's it all makes total fucking sense yeah yeah and you know it's uh you know i also do want to say like seeing these you know we talked a bit about last week but like all of the fucking like demonstrations in western countries that are just being met with fucking total stone oh, face by here the in leaders. massachusetts like man. dude joe biden is going to eat world historical shit in 2024, probably. Yeah. Right now, he's losing in every single swing state so, with a lot of them by, like, five points yeah. and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's, and, it's, like, it's just, like, you have something like 80% of Democrats and 56% of Republicans support a ceasefire. And this is at least, like, two weeks ago. Well, and you know, I'm, ge- I'm guessing it's gone. I'm, I'm that guessing... he wouldn't have done any of this. And here's the thing. He... Yeah. he, he he would have probably right, but that's, been but that's just as besides bad, the not worse, but it doesn't matter because yeah, there's no because way because this is the one doing I mean? it now. It this is the, he's doing it now, Joe yeah, Biden. He's, like he's, you know, what he's mean? gonna, but it's he's just gonna, like he's gonna fucking rock Joe Biden's dude, shit on this. And I mean, dude, that's but the, really the, depressing. I don't want to. Eighty percent of Democrats. Again, this is at least like this is like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Like eighty percent of Democrats support a ceasefire, and the Democratic president is just going, yeah, no. And, like, now, like, I mean, they're seeing the numbers clearly about how unpopular this is. And they're making, like, all of these, like, fucking bullshit statements. Oh, we're going to do a humanitarian pause. Or maybe four hours per day we'll stop the shelling in order to, like, get supplies. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. Wow, how kind of you. Like, just, like, dude, like vampires, dude. It's, I, I mean, it's... this is, like, like, the entire argument of harm reduction for Democrats. I mean, I think at this point... Like, if you still think that's the case, you, uh, you, I mean, you're just, I mean, fuck, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't know what to say. of a harm reductionist. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say at this point. Like, you're just willfully Mentally ignorant. flatlining. It's the fucking yeah. stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You'd vote blue no matter who, right? Yeah, I've, I've seen people say it. So it's like, yeah, well, the other side will do the genocide harder. And it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, you Isn't should not be allowed to live on your it? own. <laughs> You should Why not be allowed be to live on your that own. Don't, that don't do to genocide. Yeah, fucking Christ, man. Oh my God, yeah. And then, right. like, do you see that video of fucking Elizabeth Warren getting yelled at by a Palestinian-American? No. Uh, who said that 68 members of her family had been killed. <laughs> and uh, Elizabeth Warren was out to dinner, and Elizabeth Warren just looks at her like, I- I'm eating dinner right now. Yeah. It's just like, dude, fuck you. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah, no, there shouldn't be time off, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you support genocide, and you know what? I'm putting Bernie Sanders in this, too, because fuck you, old man. Like, he's also on board with this Democratic agenda. He has been, he has really eaten some fucking serious crow uh, in the last month. Um, And he's he's, he's tried to backpedal on it, but in, like, a pretty tepid way. And, I mean, that, that just goes to show, like, look, like, he was always a good... I think the way the reason that like lots of like genuine like leftists and socialists yeah. and communists liked Bernie was just that he was a 
a cool step in a direction. Yeah, but he was and supposed to be was, different. What do you say? He was supposed to be different. You know what I mean? He was supposed and to just be. Like see, and seeing him like this, it's just like, man, fuck you, old man. He's playing like, ball, man. He's playing ball. Yeah, and he, yeah here at his in his in his 80s now, he's like playing ball now, finally. And it's just like, dude, fuck off. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's really disheartening. Um, this next election is the fucking most depressing. They've just yeah. been getting worse. I've only uh, which been is voting why, since 08. So it's, which it's, is why we're, we're launching our, uh, vote left on red cam for yeah, president. Yeah. So actually I forgot. I wanted to <laughs> announce, um, I, I am announcing my candidacy, um, for the presidency of the United States. So we will have more about this in coming weeks, but yeah. uh, I'm not kidding. Um, I'm, I'm launching a write in campaign. Um, just write in left on red cam. Cam, Cam or Cameron from Left on Red. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, it, I'm not going to give you guys my full name, obviously, but, like, <laughs> there are also other people with my name in the country. So for the, 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 the clearest results, yeah. Um, Cam from Left on Red. Um, and uh, his running mate will be? My will dad's be? my dad's dog. Spencer. Um, Spencer. So it's going to be <laughs> me for, for president and my dad's dog, Spencer, for vice president. Um, yeah. He is a fucking peach. He's a he's an awesome guy. So you would really like him. Yeah, um, rules. He's a he's a he's a nice fellow. Um, yeah. He I mean he's I mean he's house trained, which is more than we can say for some some of the other current uh, yeah uh, candidates. So um, yeah. yeah, so seriously, write me in. I I would be honored to receive your vote. I know Evan's yeah. going to vote for me. Yeah. Um, I'll probably vote for myself, I guess, which seems yeah. a little egotistical. But yeah. it also you know I w- I want to see if I can get enough votes to show up. Yeah. Like, if I can get, like, how, how many votes do you need to, like, actually get tallied? Like, a couple hundred? I don't know. I have no idea. If I got, like, if I got 500 votes in the presidential election, that'd be the coolest <laughs> shit that's ever happened to me in my life. It won't happen, but I would, I would <laughs> yeah. love to. So I am, yeah. I am an alter. Because here's the thing. We believe in exercising your civic right and duty to vote. You should go vote. Nobody yeah. should ever be able to say to you that you're a fucking lazy millennial or Gen Zer or whatever. Yeah. Because you refused to go and vote at the poll because you didn't like the options. Go. Vote. Exercise your fucking right to vote. But you don't have to vote for fucking Joe Biden. And you definitely shouldn't fucking vote for the other guy because he's a fucking straight up Nazi. But you don't can vote, for, vote for a funny guy and his you can family's vote for me. dog. <laughs> you can vote for me. And it would be the first canine vice president. Yeah. Um, and Spencer so, would be a great veep, by the way. Yeah, Spencer's he would cool. be. Because I'll tell you what, he will go a lot. He'll toe the line. And uh, he'll do basically, he's very food motivated. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's a little reactive um, on the leash, uh, but he, you know, what can I say? (laughs) No, (laughs) Pobody's nerfed, man. Um, So, yeah. So anyway, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now uh, we also wanted to, uh, so we, we launched our Patreon last week. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, uh, so we, we got our first uh, couple subscribers, so um, we really want to thank those two. And so we will thank by just first name. Um, and if anybody else signs up and they don't want us to thank that, we'll never dox you, obviously. But if, if you don't, if, if you sign up and you don't want us to read your name at all, you can just send us a message on Patreon. But so we want to thank yeah, uh, when Joe. Yeah, you, when you subscribe, but, I think you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But um, so we want to thank Joe and Carl, who are our first two subscribers. Thank you, too for um for signing up we really appreciate that and uh, we'd really uh so we as we said we're launching this you know this is a labor of love right now but um uh, this labor of love costs us money and like a lot of <laughs> a lot of time 
Uh, you yeah. know, there's hosting fees. You know, you can't just put your podcast out there for nothing. It, it costs money to host the episodes. And um, there's also, you know, we buy a lot of books for this. Um, and so we're just looking for some help there. And, and also, I think we're you know, also just, like, looking to to be able to financially justify maybe taking yeah. an extra day out yeah. of our week to devote to doing this. We work full-time. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes we work beyond full-time with other jobs and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we, 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 both, yeah. we both are tired. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, we have been talking a lot about, you know, missed weeks on the show, things like that, and we don't yeah. want to do that. We like hopping on and doing this every week. And yeah. But the fact of the matter is is that, like, we've got other obligations, and sometimes it's just not in the cards to, like, work yeah. a work a full week and then sit down and spend 15 20 hours yeah you know prepping an episode yeah so if we were able to offset some of the cost of living that makes that harder for us we would yeah. love to start doing bonus episodes even i mean we fucking yeah. like making this show there's yeah. a reason that you know we're on episode 101 right now and it's mm-hmm. been it's been totally financially uh, unsustainable, <laughs> not unsustainable. It's sustainable, but yeah. totally financially uh, uh, dependent on our own hordes yeah. of treasure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. We really do, um, mm-hmm. and we will uh, be super duper transparent about what that money's getting spent on. We're not like yeah. looking to strike it rich here. We just want to fucking for right now, while it's donations based, at least. Yeah, income isn't our priority. Um, and if that ever changes, we'll we'll make that known. But like, yeah. we're not at that phase right now. We're purely at a like growth phase where it's all about reinvestment yeah. and um, yep, you know, better mics, better books, more time to do fun shit for you guys. So yeah, we love you. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Yep. And uh, again, we spread mainly by word of mouth. So please tell people about us. Yeah. And, um, uh, but actually, I wanted to touch base on that quickly because there has been some confusion. You do, Word of mouth doesn't mean you have to touch mouths with the person. Um, yeah. And if you're going to, please ask. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people feel like you have to say it into their mouth, and that has caused some problems. <laughs> We've received some yeah. complaints. So um, Court just summons. into their ear, but not too close. Again, like you don't have to touch them with just your mouth. Just loud enough for them to hear. Yeah, just loud enough for them to hear. Yep. So, All right. Um, yeah, well, you guys have a great week, and uh, we will see you yeah. next time. That's right. See you later, folks. Yeah. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up? Let's keep it real, son. Count this money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, put the grants over there in the safe, you know what I'm saying? Because we yeah, spending yeah. these Jacksons. The Washingtons go to white, you know how that go. I'm saying that's what this is all about, right? Clothes, bank rolls, and holes, you know what I'm saying? Yo, them what, man? man what? what? Visualizing the realism of life and actuality Fuck who's the baddest, the person's status depends on salary And my mentality is money orientated I'm destined to live the dream for all my peeps who never made it Cause yeah, we were beginners in the hood as five percenters But something must have got in us cause all of us turned to sinners Now some resting in peace and some are sitting in San Quentin Others such as myself are trying to carry on tradition Keeping the sweat for and street ghetto essence inside us Cause it provides with the proper insight that got us Even though we know somehow we all gotta go But as long as we leave Die.
lesson, the essence of adolescence leaves my body now fleshing. My physical frame is celebrated cause I made it. One quarter through life, some godly like thing created. Got rhymes, 365 days, annual plus some. Load up the mic and bust one. Cuss while I puss from my skull cause it's pain in my brain vein. Money maintained, no go against the grain, simple and plain. When I was younger, this I used to do my thing hard. Robbing foreigners, take their wallets, they jewels and rip their green cards. Dip to the projects, flashing my quick cash and got my first piece of ass smoking blunts with hash. Now it's all about cash and abundance. Niggas I used to run with is rich. Are doing years in the hundreds. I switched my motto. Instead of saying fuck tomorrow, that buck that bought a bottle could have struck the lotto. Once I stood on the block, loose cracks, reduced stacks. I cooked up and cut small pieces to get my loot back. Time is illmatic, keep static like wool fabric. Pack a formatic to crack your whole cabbage. Life's a bitch.